Has your marriage gone stale? Has the spark gone out of your love life? Looking to add a little adventure to the monotony of monogamy? Hello, I am Fernando Martinez, founder of Fernando's New Beginnings, a revolutionary new way of saving your marriage. We understand how two kids and a mortgage can take the passion out of your life. With our three-step program, you'll rediscover romance guarantees. Hi, my name's Phil. I've got three kids, two cars, and a mortgage. My love life was going stale, even before my wife's car accident. Then I called New Beginnings. Thanks to Fernando, I'm still married. But on Wednesday afternoons, I meet Barbara at the motel by the turnpike. See? The passion she's back. Phil's marriage is saved, and his kids will have a daddy to look up to. Call New Beginnings today. 555-9292. It will be a miracle. I guarantee it. Fernando's New Beginnings. We turn an ending into a new beginning. Hey, what's going on? That was a message from our sponsor, Fernando's New Beginnings. Um, it has been a very long time since I talked to you guys, and that's been for a number of reasons. Uh, I don't even know the last time I fucking talked to you guys was. Um, it is July 13th. 2020 at 18.06 and 8 seconds hours right now and the last time I talked to you motherfuckers was oh jeez um let's see here episode 47 let's see here Oh shit, that was over a month ago. June 7th, holy shit. Um, but, god damn, a lot of shit has happened. Um, um, I watched um, the Child's Play uh, movie, the new one. The new, new, new one. And I think it's... Um, I don't know if it's a remake of the first one, per se, but I think it's more of a reimagining. I think that's the the film term that's closest uh, to describe it. It's a little bit more modern. Um, of course, it's more in line with the first one. It's not a continuation of Chucky, uh, like all the 18,000 other ones that they've had, which are all, I mean, if you're looking at them, at face value for the Chucky universe, um, they're all pretty good. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I've seen every single thing in the Chucky universe at least once. Um, and they're all pretty good in their own right. I mean, you know, they're, they're not going to they cult classics for sure. I think all of them could be considered a cult classic as the time goes on respectively for when the, after they were released you know in 20 years after this one was released i'm sure it could be a cult classic i mean it's not fucking bad at all cult of chucky fucking bride of chucky uh seed of chucky all that shit those are all good within their own universe within their own right and this one is you know kind of new uh it's got uh for sure takes um, it's cues from the first Chucky, the first child's play. Um, but it's got the modern twist on it. It's got modern technology interwoven into the storyline. Um, 
how it plays out is, of course, you know, you're like, okay, it's, it's like the first one. But I think it's more of a reimagining um, because of its its uh, modern modernized aspects they have in there. But it was good. It was good. I really liked it. It was pretty fun to watch, actually. Um, you can very much tell it was, you know, a, a modern version of of uh, a modern reimagining of the first one. And they did a good job. I mean, they didn't go too crazy with it. They kind of stayed in line with the original story. Um, and they just changed things up as they needed to be, to be, you know, somewhat modern uh, for this day and age. But I think they did a good job. Uh, making that child's play. Uh, I think it's on. Where did I watch it on? Fuck, so long ago. Uh, was it was it Amazon or Hulu? I don't know. But whatever it is, it was. I didn't have to pay for it, so it was. It's been out long enough. But um, I also watched uh, a documentary on another documentary on the uh the riots for uh you know 1992 in LA uh this one was called burn motherfucker burn um this one wasn't as objective as the other two that I mentioned and watched you know LA 92 and uh let it burn um these once had more of a what's the verbiage I'm looking for I don't want to say it I don't think it is it's not the right way to describe it but if you watch it it's a little bit more biased um, for against it's not an objective point of view for sure it's not just showing you this is what happened it's not like that. It's not a bird's eye view of the subject. It's like a black person made a movie about all the social injustices, all the social injustices of that time, and you can tell they are have those sentiments more towards like, oh, I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give this story i'm going to tell this story that's been told before but you're going to know a black person's telling this story like the little things that they add inside the movie are i think kind of take away from it kind of cheapen the experience i guess to, to, to have such bias in it to add their own little things in there like just just tell the fucking story but at the same time i can't get mad at that aspect of it either because they aren't artists and they're going to make the fucking movie however the fuck they want. I can't say that it's good or bad way to do it because every artist, no matter what their medium is, they're going to tell, they want to tell the world something and they either going to choose to do it objectively or they're going to choose to do it from their personal views and their perspective and yada, yada, yada. It's not right or wrong either way. But for me personally, as I was watching it, I don't like to see that kind of shit, especially on a subject like that. Um, I don't need to know, I don't care to know your personal little anecdotes because it's not like it was totally biased. It's just some of the things I added in there like, 
the you know the adding the text on the screen about you know hashtag like it, it kind of cheapened it just a little bit like because uh, they had interviews from people who lived it they had interviews from different activists and stuff like that and that's fine that's cool you're getting uh, a perspective and telling the world how this type of thing affects a certain type of person in America and a certain community and a certain part of the world. That's fucking fine. Good. Go for it. Be the artist. Do what you got to do. Tell your fucking story. But the little fucking things they did that cheapened it for me was it's like, um, I forgot exactly. I watched it so fucking long ago now, but they would like if you watch it. It's called "Burn Motherfucker Burn" documentary. I forgot where it's on. It's on some streaming, whatever. Um, but you'll, if you watch it, you'll see like they'll add like little text on the screen, and a little hashtag this and hashtag that, or a little tiny little anecdotes. It, it just seemed kind of a little cheap. Just like they didn't really need to put that fucking shit in there. But overall, I am very interested in that time in history that moment in history of the riots leading or as a result of the Rodney King trial and all the other things surrounding that time frame, the, all the other um, social injustices that were going on. Not because I am half fucking black. I don't care about that aspect of it. I'm interested in it just based on like what happened, cause and effect, I guess you could say, of the situation. It's very interesting to me, and it's I think it's just an extraordinary thing that happened. Like, a, and it was an extraordinary event in human history, not for any other reason like social justice or, you know, anything political. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual act of what happened, the cause and effect, the, you know, the one plus one equals two of it that aspect of it to me is extremely extraordinary like like the actual shit that popped off is what interests me about this thing not the reason why that's obvious it's like yeah fine the police were acting a goddamn fool for too long and black people got sick of it and they fucking blew the fuck up duh but what interests me about this moment in history is those actions that people did when they blew up the Korean store owners fucking popping off with fucking guns in the fucking street. That shit is interesting to me. Fucking black people rioting their own neighborhoods and all the crimes they committed, all the crimes they committed while they were doing this shit. You know, it's the, the irony of it all, the, the, the audacity of it all, all that kind of shit, the human element in it what's going on in people's heads. Like, why are you fucking doing this? Some of it's out of necessity, some of it's out of ignorance, some of it's out of opportunistic fucking, you know, um, situations. That's the interesting part to me. I don't give a fuck it's because black versus white. I don't, that shit's a tale as old as time. That's, that's fucking tired. That's old fucking news. Whatever. I ain't going to get rid of that shit. I'm not going to get hung up on the interesting part of that. I like the psychology of what people did when the shit blew up. But anyway, I'm rambling on about some stupid shit. Um, I watched also, finally, got to see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood about the, uh, the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. Tom Hanks, 
as if it hasn't been established already. Phenomenal fucking actor. Oh my fucking God. <sighs> that fucking movie was fucking brilliant. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Brilliant fucking movie. Brilliant. Like, you can't help but get a warm and fuzzy watching that movie. I don't give a fuck who you are. And that's coming from me especially. So, very good movie. Very powerful movie. Good fucking pace. Um, it wasn't too sweet. It didn't give you a cavity or anything, but it was just like, it didn't really need to. It just, they just went, got in the car, drove, and the movie played out exactly how it fucking should. It was a fucking perfect movie. And I actually got some quotes from the movie that actually were really interesting to me. And I was like, fuck, that is so fucking awesome. That, and this is real. Like, this is came from his fucking mouth, his interactions with people. Um, there's one quote he said. I forgot the setup for it, but it doesn't matter. It's all about the words. Um, one thing Mr. Rogers said was, there's always something you can do with the mad you feel. Very good statement. Very good. I like that shit. Even though I'm innately, I guess you could say, or overall an angry person, but it's, it's, it's all about learning how to not really just control that anger, but also look inward and try to subside it and understand why you're angry. And I'm learning that more and more now over the past, you know, 10, 12 years of getting older. And I still get mad. <laughs> I, st I still get really mad. Obviously, you could tell by the name of this fucking podcast, I get fucking mad at shit. But what I'm learning to do now is, just by the name of this podcast, is learn how to analyze what people are doing. Learn how, learn how and why people do the things they do, especially when they're doing things that they do to piss me off individually and as a bystander getting pissed off, third party residual getting pissed off at their actions and letting, not letting it get to me. Cause if, cause I've, I've started to realize, you know, one, one quote, you know, that's always around is people fear what they don't understand. And I think that also comes down to people get angry when they don't understand something. Feelings of inadequacy, confusion, all that kind of stuff compiled in uh, with each other, bouncing off each other in someone's head, they get angry because they're confused. They might feel bad. They don't understand something. They might feel scared. They don't understand something. They might be thinking, well, I don't understand this. What could happen? Blah, fucking blah. The human mind is, is wild. And then you add whatever other elements inside each individual person's fucking head. And then people blow the fuck up, not just because they don't understand something, but also because, you know, they're doing that self, um, self catastrophizing situations. They're like, oh, fuck, this is going to, oh, this, this, and it's like, oh, fuck. And so, 
if you take a minute to stop and think about just look, just look at yourself. Think about, okay, fine. If someone's doing something that pisses you off, I guess you could say, okay, I'll put it this way. One of the things I like to do is if someone's doing something that's pissing me off, I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, you're just getting mad. Like why, like today, for instance, a couple hours ago, I was in line at Burger King and it was just taking forever. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm getting, so my first instinct is to get mad at the person who's directly in front of me. It's them. They're ordering, you know, 8,000 fucking hamburgers or some stupid shit. But then you got to think, okay, fine. It might not be his fault. He could have ordered one thing. I don't fucking know what he ordered. But it's taken minutes upon minutes upon minutes for this guy to get past the fucking talk box and go to the fucking window and pay and get the fucking food and leave. So I'm like, first I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this guy ordering? Are you fucking kidding me? But then I got to think, okay, if I know. Maybe it's not him. Maybe the workers are fucking up. Maybe the workers are fucking up, but it's not their fault. Maybe it's both. So then you got to think about, I think about all that shit. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Think about each one of those things, rapid fire, in order, what it could all be. And me, by me going through those instances in my head, I'm just like, at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm lo- lower, I'm taking the, taking the, the teapot off the fire and, calming myself down I guess I'm like okay fine it's let me analyze the situation let me work all the angles you know and then I could be like okay fine it's probably something stupid it's no one's fault and at the end of the day I really don't know whose fault it is I yeah I'm standing I'm standing behind this one car for five fucking minutes in a drive-thru in 2020 and it should only take a couple of minutes to order your fucking food but then again it's like hey fuck st- people still go to the, all these places they don't know what the fuck they want it, that, that shit bugs me too I'm just like I go to some place to order food I know what I want I'm not sitting there for two minutes looking at the fucking menu and they even give you a menu before you get to the talk box menu you got you got a whole you know couple minutes to look over the fuck you want but anyway people go to places and like they stare at the fucking menu for fucking five minutes and they forget like they've never been there before and I, I have a hard time believing someone's never been to Subway or McDonald's, or Jack in the Box, or whatever. You know what the fuck you want. Just get, just fucking pick something. You know, but then at the same time, I gotta calm myself down. About, anyway, any, bleh, I'm going way the fuck off the rail. God, what the fuck? Um, hold on. Anyway, there's always something you can do with the mad you feel. And that's a good fucking statement, man. I fucking love that statement. Because it, I, I forgot what he, where he was going with it and what the context was. But I'm thinking it was, if I remember correctly, if you feel mad about something... 
there's not only one way for you to express that anger. You don't have to lash out physically or verbally or anything like that. You can do, you could flip that shit around. You could destruct that anger. You could restruct, deconstruct that mad that you feel. And think about it differently. Why do you feel mad? You could dissect that for hours on end. What the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you getting mad? You can express that anger through artistic ways, if you are so inclined. Such as a podcast. There you go. Such as painting. Whatever the fuck. I'm not, you know, you, you people aren't stupid. You know where I'm going with this. Um, another situation in the show was he was, ta- he was on Oprah Winfrey show. And this one's a really good one. Oprah said, what do you think is the biggest mistake people make in raising their children? Then Mr. Rogers says, not to remember their own childhood. I think that the best thing we can do is to think about what it was like for us and know what our children are going through. Oprah says, but you know what? It's hard. It's so hard since, you know what? It's so hard once you get to be a parent. You always say, I will never do this when your mother is doing it to you or your father is doing it to you. You say, I will never do this to my child. And then you get to our age and you forget what that was like to be this size. You really do forget. Mr. Rogers says, but those children could help reinvoke what it was like. And that's why when you're a parent, you have a new chance to grow. Holy shit. I th- and that one I really like. That interaction I really like. Because he's fucking right. It's, it's one of the things that I didn't and I have not yet to do is forget what it was like to be any age younger than me. Because all the time I spent in my own head at certain, you know, age you know, milestone ages, you know, your tens, teens, twenties, and now I'm approaching my mid thirties now. And even though I really, 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 really don't want kids for a number of reasons, I think the main reason I would be a good parent is because I remember being a kid. I remember the feelings I had at different ages. And I think I would easily know how to handle those situations. I would understand where my kid's coming from at all those, you know, milestone and and decade, you know, checkpoint ages. And I think that's important, even if you don't have kids. And it helps you understand people of different ages. Especially me being in law enforcement, because you're not always dealing with adults. You're also dealing with kids of different ages. So you have to understand how those kids act and why why they do the things they do. You have to remember that shit from when you were a kid. And I think that's one thing a lot of adults, especially parents, forget. Because, yeah, I understand when you could become a parent, it's the most terrifying and mentally and emotionally draining thing that you could possibly do in this fucking world. 
and you quickly forget what it was like to be a kid, mainly because your mindset has to switch in an instant. As soon as that kid is fucking conceived, you're thinking like, oh, fine, I got to think about this. I got to think about this. I got to do this every fucking day. This, this, and this, and this, and this. Just to make, these mother- just to make sure that motherfucker stays alive. Just, make sure, just to make sure that motherfucker doesn't, you know, commit crimes. You're worrying about this shit every fucking day. Forever, as a parent. Forever. You're worrying about this fucking shit. And so you forget, well, hey... My kid's fucking five. He's doing this weird shit. Wait, what the fuck was I doing when I was five? So yeah, I should calm the fuck down. Because I remember I did stupid shit. You, what the fuck? A five-year-old doesn't know why a five-year-old does shit. Of course, there's different levels of intelligence and cognitive abilities and all that shit. But let's, let's just keep it normal. Like a straight up and down normal fucking kid. Fucking normal five-year-old doesn't know why they fucking do shit. They don't, they just fucking do stuff because everything's fucking new to them. They've only been around for five years and they've only been, they've only known what the world is for maybe fucking two of those fucking years. You know, their cognitive abilities don't mean shit. They're they're fucking five years old. So you got to think about if a five-year-old kid is doing weird shit, think about half of their fucking life. They couldn't even fucking spell. They couldn't even fucking talk. Right? So now they're learning this shit at a rapid rate so they just kids just do shit and then you become in your tens and your teens and you do even more weird shit it's, not a, it's just on a different end of the spectrum now you just why the fuck all the stupid shit you did when you were fucking 16 or 15 or 17 it was fine and cool and fun at the time but you turn fucking 35 years old you're like why the fuck was i doing that why the fuck did i used to say that because you were a product of your environment. Just leave the parents out of it for this sec, for this part of it. Let's just say your parents are fucking normal fucking people. And then, you know, you're 16 years old. You're a product of your fucking high school. You're a product of your peers. You're a product of your town. You're a product of your fucking neighborhood. So you can't get mad at fucking kids for doing weird shit or pissing you off. You got to think about what the fuck. Hey, well, who the fuck am I going to talk to? Like. I did stupid shit when I was fucking five. Everyone fucking did. You're fucking five. You're not even a decade old yet. You know? So, yeah, that's that's the most important thing to, for anybody. Not even fucking a parent. Anybody. Don't forget what it was like to be a kid. You know, not just for the happy reasons, but for the 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 aspect of you becoming a better person overall. Don't forget what it was like. Don't forget where you fucking came from. Shit. Um, 27 minutes. We can take a break in a little bit. Um, yeah, we'll take a break right now. And I'll tell you some stuff about music that fucking pissed me off recently. Um, so, I guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a song. A new song new single from spirit box i have not heard this song yet i just downloaded it because i know this band and i trust them but i have not listened to this song so i'm gonna hear it for the very first time right now while i play it to you um here recently added oh jeez okay all the way up here all right song is called Holy Roller 
from Spirit Box. It's a single. I don't know if they're making a new album pretty soon or they're just giving us some stuff to listen to. I don't know. But here we go. Holy Roller by Spirit Box. All right. BRB. Okay, holy roller, spirit box, wow. Um, I'm down, I'm fucking down with that, okay. Um, kind of the same formula, same same uh, groove they usually do and they have mixed up a little, uh, a little electronic spice in there. Not bad, it was pretty good, it was groovy. It was pretty groovy, it had a good, uh, Yeah, it had a good. I like that. Yeah, it had a good, nice, mellow drive to it. It was, it was chill. It was, it was a good, uh, a good pace to that song. I like it. Um, I'm interested to see what their next album's gonna be if they add that little electronic aspect into it. It could just be a one-off for this fucking song. You know, maybe they're just fucking around, having some fun. But I think it fits them pretty well. 
Um, yeah, I'm not mad at that song. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, they might be ready for a new album pretty soon. It's been a, it's been a, maybe a year or two since I think it's maybe about two years since the last one. Um, I haven't watched the video for Holy Roller yet, so I've seen clips of it on their Instagram. So I might check that out. It looks pretty intense. I've got some good cinematography from what I've seen. It looks pretty wild. Um, so that should be fun. Um, I saw what I thought at the time was a legit, insane fucking UFO experience um, a couple weeks ago now. Um, but... We were, they were repairing one of the boats at work, and basically we had to go launch the boat and go to Pittsburgh Marina. So we go there. Long story short, we're putting the boat in the water, and uh, someone looks, there's four of us, me and another officer, and then two of the maintenance guys. Uh, they drive up with us, we launch the boat, and they're going to drive the boat back to the dock. And then we're going to drive the truck back. So as that was happening, they some of them looked up in the sky and said, holy shit, look at that. And then as soon as I look up, I see, like, well, I know the number now, but, you know, 30 plus, you know, dots in the sky that look about the same stars as, as stars in the sky. And they're sweeping across the sky you know, and they come to line up right in front of me and head, um, I think it's east. So they come across the sky from from left to right or from right to left, and then they line up in the center of me or the center of us, you know, what it looks like, and then all line up perfectly and smoothly, and they're booking it. They're fucking booking it fucking fast. You know, like, as if a plane was really close to the fucking ground fast. And they line up and they go in a straight line right down towards the horizon. And we're like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck? You know? Hold on. Jesus fucking Christ. And I was like, what do we like, what the fuck did we just see? Like, what the fuck did we just see? All these fucking, these, well, this obviously they aren't, they aren't stars. They can't line up. They, they don't fucking, that ain't fucking stars doing that shit. Like, what the fuck did we just see? Completely choreographed because they were all fanned out at an angle or at, at a curve, at an arch almost. And then they came across the sky and then lined up perfectly. And they started traveling away from us. And we're like, dude, there's no fucking way that something like that just happened to us. There's no fucking way. We just saw some shit like that. So we were driving around. And then I posted, couldn't get a video of it because it was just too much light pollution. And we were like right next to like fluorescent lights. There's no way I was getting, it was all washed out. I could not see the sky. Maybe if it was completely dark outside, I could have got a video of it. But I took pictures of what it looked like. And I put it on Reddit. 
the Bay Area subreddit, and someone told me, you know, there were people like, oh shit, blah 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 blah. And so I looked online, and I was like, this has got to be something. Like, could it be the something? Could it be some kind of something mad made? Could it be something mad made? It's got to be right. And so I look, I type in something in Google, you know, uh, lights converging in the sky or uh, orbiting lights, something like that. And then I found out <laughs> it's the fucking SpaceX Starlink, you know, for the fucking uh, satellite Wi-Fi. That's all it was. So we saw the Starlink pass by over the sky. If you don't know what that is, look it up. It's pretty fucking insane what it actually is. It's crazy to see, but what it's a part of as a whole is even crazier. Um, but yeah, so I th we thought we saw UFOs, but it was just modern technology. Um, what else happened to me? I don't know. Um, there's some lowercase hate. Uh, <laughs> fucked. I was kind of mad at this shit. So I order food on Panera on the app like I always do and go to pick it up. And I get my fucking food. I go home and I open it up. Um, chicken salad sandwich is one of the sandwiches I got. And I open it up and it's just fucking lettuce and onion. And I think that's it. That's all that was in there. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I look at the order like, yeah, it's mine. They have it written down here correctly. They just didn't fucking make the right thing. So I call these motherfuckers on the phone. I'm like, hey, you got my order wrong. I ordered a chicken salad sandwich. The rest of my order is fine, except for the sandwich is wrong. And, yeah, it's completely fucking wrong. I was, And they're like, uh, so would you like to come back? Or, you know, we'll write your name down. We'll get you another one later on. And I think they were close to closing at this time. And I was like, uh, you guys could deliver me the right order. Why should I have to come down there and go out of my way again because you guys fucked up? Like, oh, yeah, well, we're not doing deliveries right now. Like, you guys aren't doing deliveries? What are you talking about? It's on your app that you guys do deliveries. So like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'll be there in 10 minutes. I go down there, give them my fucking order, the wrong shit. Like, here's your fucking lettuce sandwich back. And they came back and they gave me my, the right order. It was a full sandwich this time. They, they fucked up, so they fucking... They had to hook me up. They gave me a full sandwich and some fucking extra cookies or some shit. I don't fucking know. But I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how the fuck can you fuck up chicken salad sandwich and put lettuce and onion in, in between two pieces of bread? I don't even think that's the fucking sandwich that they fucking make. One of your main jobs is making sandwiches. You guys, you guys make three fucking things. You guys make fucking bread, soup, and sandwiches. Like, what the fuck? Come on. Come on. And I had to drive back and forth? Motherfuckers, dude. <sighs> I hate that that kind of shit that pisses me off. Like, if, if it's some simple shit like that and you fuck it up, I'm going to have to be a fucking asshole. I'm going to have to be a fucking asshole. If it's not your fault, I don't care. Shit happens. I'm not going to get mad, but shit like that. And then I got to fucking go out back out of my way twice. Nah, motherfucker. Nah, that's fucked up. 
I watched the movie uh, Defy Bloods, the Spike Lee movie about the uh, the black dudes from Vietnam who uh, buried a treasure while they were in Vietnam. They go back, you know, all the years later, try to get it back. And wow. I was surprised that the movie went to Netflix and I didn't have to pay for it or anything so soon as it being released. Or was it a Netflix movie altogether? Was it? Actually, no, I think it was a Netflix movie. Never mind. Um, wait, was it? I thought that was supposed to be in theaters. Anyway, whatever. Um, good fucking movie. Wow. It was fun. Uh... It has some good emotion in it. A good driving force. It has some power behind this movie. This movie has some good horsepower. I mean, it wasn't really crazy, like a crazy on-out war movie, but it had that Spike Lee fucking fire, you know, that that Spike Lee furnace, you know, that coal-burning engine to it where um, it was a good, solid push of a movie. The, The pace of the movie was really good. The dialogue was good. The, the the interaction of the characters was good. Um, you know, um, the emotion between the characters going through their ups and downs, twists and turns was really fucking good. Um, yeah. The Five Bloods was a really good movie. I like that movie. Really fun to watch. Really good, really good fun movie to watch. Not funny. It has some funny moments in it, but it was it was like very entertaining. It was a very entertaining movie to watch. Um. So this is fucking dude at work. Oh god, specialist Patterson. He's an MP, so he's doing. He's on orders at work, and. You know, we have the civilian cops, which is what I do. I was trying to go there on actual MP orders before I got hired there, but they hired me to do the civilian side first. So anyway, he's there on the on the army side. And this fucking kid is just like, bro, he does way too much. He's just so just God, he's just oh my God. He's kinda like Dennis the Menace, dude. I mean, not that he fucks things up, but he just does way too much, man. He's a fucking dweeb, dude. Like, our job is so easy, and I get it can get restless, but at the same time, he doesn't really understand. Like, you know, like, he just tries to do stuff. So, like, he'll, he'll always go outside of the installation to do perimeter checks, quote-unquote, you know, the... To, to check the, the places that are technically under our supervision, but we don't check because we really don't fucking need to because there's no point in it. It, it. It's not a situation that we need to monitor. Our our area of operation is directly within our... Uh, our, our, uh, our... our fences in between our actual proper area of operation that's what we're worried about those are the sensitive areas that we need to watch out for but him and another mp are always out there doing this shit because they want to feel like they're fucking like city cops or some shit 
rolling around the fucking streets of North Oakland. Like, what the fuck you guys doing? You guys are about to fucking cause more harm than good. You guys can't be out there rolling around all fucking night for 13 hours going between two fucking spots outside of the insulation because you guys are bored and you guys want to feel cool driving around in fucking police cars at fucking all hours of the night. So one time, I'm out with him. And we're going from one of our spots outside the base to another spot. We have these uh, Coast Guard housing that's decommissioned, abandoned, all that. Because it used to be a Navy base. So there was legit housing, you know, a couple miles down the road from where we are. And it's not used anymore by anybody. It's completely abandoned. It's boarded up. It's fucking fenced off. Blah, fucking blah. But bums and fucking kids go up in there. It's too easy. It's like right in town on a on a street. Like at night, like you can get in there easy. It's just a chain link fence. You could go in there and do whatever the fuck you want. So use it as an excuse to go over there and check things out. But the thing is, it's like he wants to go over there and check this shit all the fucking time. But it's like, what the fuck are you gonna do if you find something? This is a, a legit housing development I'm talking about. It's not like some fucking small ass thing. It's a legit, like a normal neighborhood. A completely abandoned neighborhood. It's pretty like a standard neighborhood size. It's fucking big. And it's like, bro, you want to come down here and check this shit out. Check for people trespassing or whatever. But it's like, what the fuck are you going to do if you find someone trespassing? What are you really going to do? Like, it's just two of us out here in this big abandoned housing complex. We're going to go in here and fucking look for people at fucking night? I don't fucking think so. Like... We don't need to be fucking over here looking at this fucking shit potentially causing an issue. You know, it's fucking dumb. And sometimes like we'll be going in between those two spots and then we cross over this fucking bridge, this very narrow bridge. And then there's this fucking dude, this fucking tweaker dude on the side of the road changing his fucking car tire, you know. And I see him, we've, we pass by him, we travel about, you know, a couple hundred feet past him, he wants to turn around, and I'm like, I'm, I'm in the car behind him, I'm like, dude, don't you fucking tell me you're going to go fucking talk to this fucking dude. Keep in mind, he's not like, because he's on our property, we're on city streets, we're in transition between two spots that are under our control, so like, we're going through like a buffer zone. We have no authority to do anything on the city streets of fucking North Concord. Keep in mind. And so as he's turning around, I'm just like, this motherfucker serious. He's like, yeah, I want to go. Let's go over there and talk to that guy. I'm like, for what? I'm like, what? Why? Why do you want to go talk to this fucking guy? For what reason? What are you going to do? He's like, oh, I thought I saw him like lighting a lighter or something. I'm like, and still, so what? So fucking what? Enforcing the law on the streets of Concord is not our fucking responsibility. We're not a fucking allowed to do anything. So what if he does have a fucking lighter? What are you going to do about it? What the fuck are you going to do? There's nothing you can do about it. We have no reason to be talking to this guy. So what if we go roll up on this fucking guy and start a fucking consensual encounter and start talking to this fucking dude for no fucking reason, with no authority, no probable cause... And this fool wants to get rowdy and one of us gets hurt. What the fuck are we going to say? 
We had no reason to be talking to some fucking dude on city streets. Completely out of our authority and completely none of our business. But he wants to do shit like that because he wants to feel like he's fucking cool and do some fucking city cop shit. Like, bro, you want to fucking be a city cop and do city cop shit? Good for you. Hopefully you'll become a city cop and you'll be able to do that shit. But as of now, you're a military police officer and your area authority is limited to one space pretty much. Keep your fucking dick in your pants and do your fucking job. Can't be out here fucking talking to fucking people on the fucking street like you, like you have authority. What if you talk to that guy who wants to fucking pull a knife on you and you get fucking stabbed? What fucking reason did you have to be talking to that guy in the first place? No reason for you to be driving along, stop, turn around, and go talk to a guy for no fucking reason on the streets of Concord when it has nothing to do with us and not our area of responsibility. Out here all fucking night. And we were doing this shit all fucking night, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, all fucking night. Like, like there's a part of the chain link fence on that Coast Guard housing that I was telling you about that you could just slide it open and get in. So we close it. We come back a couple hours later, it's open. So we know someone went in there or came out, one of the two. And so he sees this, and I'm just like, I see. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not going in there. I'm not going to go fucking look through a hundred fucking abandoned houses for somebody and get fucking shot or stabbed or some shit. What the fuck am I going to do if I go in there and fucking find him? Apprehend him? No, I'm not going to go in there and put myself in that situation. All we got to do is wait for them to do something. Let them start a fire. I don't give a fuck. Call the fucking fire department. Let them handle it. Not our fucking responsibility. He wants to do this shit all fucking night, doing these fucking Scooby-Doo mysteries all fucking night. It's fucking annoying. Just sit the fuck down. Chill the fuck out. Fucking annoying, dude. Run around between two spots for 12 hours. Just so you could fucking drive, drive around town and feel like you're a fucking cool kid. Like, no, motherfucker, stop. Just fucking stop, dude. But yeah, this stupid-ass fucking kid. Um, um, yeah, fucking Martinez VA, they fucking emailed my ass back, fucking, uh, I guess some dude left, uh, went to the San Francisco VA, and so they needed somebody, so I guess I was next in line, so they called me and said, are you still interested in working at uh, Martinez VA? I'm like, okay, let's fucking go, let's fucking do it. So, we're in the process for doing that now. I guess um, some chief or leadership administrative person is having trouble on the computer system side of approving my um, hiring, like officially in the system approving it. They approved me, like basically they blessed off on it uh, internally, but they need to do officially like in the computer so i guess whoever's in charge of doing that doesn't have the right permissions or authority to go into that fucking system and do that kind of shit so i'm waiting on that so i'm about to be leaving concord pretty soon hopefully um which is cool could i drive a little bit farther suck it up on day shift and do that horrible commute until i could get on nights hopefully i'll do that shit
Um, what else? Um, uh, fucking Kim had her birthday on June 28th. 26, 27, 28, yeah. One of the, on that weekend, we celebrated it, but I forgot what the fuck we did. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, I, I, for, I fucking forgot. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. We're at 52 minutes. I'm going to try to wrap it up real quick here. I watched the movie Good Boy on Hulu. Uh, that was a fun movie to watch, too. That was a pretty unique uh, plot there. Uh, I suggest you watch that on Hulu. Good Boy. This fucking, you know, this timid girl, you know, she gets a dog from the pound, and this dog will kill anyone that causes her emotional stress that's that's the premise of it that's the baseline plot of the movie and it's it's not you know meant to be taken seriously it's of course judging by what i just told you can't be taken seriously it's a funny scary movie it's a goofy scary movie it's like it's like it's almost semi-serious so you know, just the things that play out in the movie—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a fun, it's a fun, scary movie to watch. You know, kind of like uh, not as off the wall, but kind of like Milo. If you ever seen that movie, Milo, uh, it's kind of like that. It's a fun, scary movie to watch. Um, you know, right out of the gate, a B, a B scary movie. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Good boy. I also watched Eurovision, uh, uh, Fire Saga with uh, Will Ferrell. That was fucking cool. That was a cool fucking movie, dude. Um, it's a, it's a night. It's like a, it's a comedy, and it's also a romantic comedy as well. It's a really sweet movie, you know, the, you know, the interaction of of the two main characters, but everything surrounding it. It was really fun to watch, seeing all the, you know, making their fun of. Uh, you know, European um, music shows, music contests, and stuff like that. Really fun. It was a really good movie. It was long, too, which is, you know, pretty good. It was, it was a really engaging movie. Um, I think it was close to two hours long or two, over two hours long. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. It had, you know, some normal Will Ferrell moments in there, but at the same time, he didn't really overdo it. Um but yeah, it was fun. It was a fun movie to watch. It was pretty cute. Eurovision. I saw, um, finally, fucking finally, I don't, it feels like forever this movie's been coming out, because we've been seeing the picture of him online for years, uh, Guns Akimbo with fucking Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, you know, we've been, we've seen that, that still behind the scenes photo of him forever on the internet. When he's wearing the the bear claw slippers and the holding the guns, and so it feels like this movie's been trying to come out forever. But I finally saw that movie, uh, and it was good. 
it was a nice, fun, you know, comic book-esque fucking adventure thriller movie. Kind of, um, whatchamacallit, kind of a Smoke and Aces-ish kind of deal going on there. Um, or, um, you know, the movie, what's it, Crank? Kind of like that. <clears throat> it's really good. Kind of Crank mixed with fucking um, Smoke and Aces mixed with, uh, what's the other one that's kind of comic booky? Um, like Death Race. The first Death Race with Jason Statham. Kind of, it's that kind of vibe going on, you know, crazy, cartoonish, comic bookish, you know, kind of things going on, and crazy characters and bad guys and shooting and running and, you know, it's it was fun. It was a fun movie. It's no, it's, it's not a serious act. It's not like a serious like John Wick or anything like that, but it's it's meant to be entertaining and fun. It's like you know, it's a. Cause you could say, I guess you could say it's a it's a buddy a buddy movie. It doesn't have two main characters in it like a normal buddy movie, not like fucking Lethal Weapon or some or Bad Boys or anything. But hanging out with your fucking friends, drinking beer and eating pizza type of shit type of movie, you know. So it was pretty entertaining. had a good had a good momentum to it. Um, turned out it was fun, you know. It's pretty solid. Daniel Radcliffe showing his range. He did a good job. Very good job actually in that movie for that kind of for that kind of deal, um, but yeah, I, I wasn't mad at that movie. Good to Kibo. Um, yeah, I didn't know what the movie was gonna be like. I don't know how serious it was gonna be. I never really tried to get too deep into what the movie was supposed to, what the atmosphere of the movie was supposed to be like. I just knew there was some crazy thing going on with Daniel Radcliffe in a new movie, and. You know, I just knew the the very, very, very basic plot of the movie. And that's all I really cared to know. I was like, okay, fine, Daniel Radcliffe in a new type of role. I'll watch it. Why the fuck not? So it finally came out. And, yeah, good fucking job, Daniel Radcliffe. Good fucking job. Um, so we're supposed to do uh, annual training this two weeks. But, of course, they canceled it because of Corona. I don't even know why they even suggested that we do it. Like, they're like, okay, fine, yeah, next, you know, it's coming up. We've got, you know, annual training for two weeks, going to Fort Hunter Liggett. And I'm like, really? I'm wait, like, this is really, you guys really haven't canceled this yet? Like, we're not allowed to fucking do anything. I mean, at this time, it was kind of letting up, you know, the restrictions in California, but at the same time, it's like, Corona is still a fucking thing. Like, it's still very much a fucking thing. Like, you guys really, really haven't canceled this yet. So I was talking to one of my buddies in my unit, um, who also works at another VA facility. We we're talking, blah blah blah, and I was like, "Yeah, all we need now is a miracle for them to cancel this fucking AT, because I ain't trying to go to Fort Hunter Liggett in the fucking summer heat and be fucking dying for two weeks out in the fucking dirt." So he's like, "Oh, you haven't heard?" I'm like. And then I got a text message, or he sent me a copy of a, a text message he got that says it's canceled. So my immediate leadership didn't tell, tell us this yet. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I knew it was going to happen. So we're doing now we're doing virtual drill again for AT. And this time we're only, instead of the 9th to the 22nd, we're doing it for the 9th to the 15th. And then in September, 
we're going to do pick up the pace or pick up the slack and do like, I think a week of September drill. Um, but so yeah, I told my work that I'm going to, we're going to be gone for two weeks. And then what I also did was I took annual leave from work the week before the week before I was supposed to leave. So I'm taking regular leave a week before, and then I'm taking military leave for the two weeks. I'm going to be gone. So that way I'm not working up until I got leave to burn and I'm not going to fucking stress myself out by working all the way up until I leave to go to AT. And now, so I'm taking, taking my time off. I'll take a cup, I'll take a week off. I can relax and then go do this two week bullshit and come back home. So it turns out they canceled it. I didn't fucking tell my work they canceled it because it's not like I'm going to come in anyway because I work nights and we're going to be doing virtual fucking meetings from at 10, starting at 10 a.m. So I'm not going to do that. There's no fucking way I'm going to fucking do that. I'm not going to go to work and stay up for another, you know, fucking four or five, six hours or whatever to do that. So it didn't really matter what I if I'm staying home or going to the field or not they don't need to fucking know so i'm double dipping i'm getting military leave and i'm gonna get paid for this two-week drill here so um yeah that's cool so got a couple more days of that um i think yeah we're gonna be done on the 15th so today's the 13th so we're almost done um and then you know, a lot of other shit has happened to me since the last time I talked to you. Um, I did my first backflip yesterday. Uh, I went with some of Kimmy's friends on a boat. Some of her older friends, you know, the people who have, you know, fucking kids and shit and boats and all that shit. So I finally did a backflip off of something. My very first time in my life ever doing a backflip. So I did the first one. I kind of landed like on my head in the water. And then the second one, I kind of, I kind of got all the way around and got my feet in first. So that's, yep. I had enough time to <laughs> look, study and observe the dynamics of a backflip, and then I just applied it. So boom, I'm, I've done a backflip now. I could say that. Um. Uh, what else? Um. I don't know, just a lot of little shit. That's why I haven't really talked. Oh, I was going to talk to you about the fucking music shit. So I updated my computer, finally. I changed out the, um, I don't know if I told you guys this shit last time, did I? I don't even know if I told you, but I'll, I'll keep it short in case I did. So I got, I swapped out my internal hard drive. I got a bigger one. And then I did tell you this. I did tell you this. Um... But yeah, since I updated the, um, I don't think I told you this part though. Since I updated the operating system to Catalina, they, fuck, they did some of the stupidest shit. The worst shit. The only thing, this is the only time I've ever regretted updating the, my goddamn operating system. They just completely destroyed fucking iTunes, man. I don't get it. Like iTunes and the the interaction you have to do for plugging in your iPhone, it's like you plug in your phone and like before you would 
access your phone um, through iTunes. But now, with Catalina, you plug in your phone, it's like plugging in a hard drive, and then you just view your phone. You can't do anything to it. Playlists are gone. Um, they want you to... You can't manipulate... Like before, I have all my music. that I, The music that I want on my fucking phone comes directly from my iTunes library. I drag and drop, and I have playlists. I have three playlists for three different groups of music, and that's it. And that is all on my fucking phone. I just drag and drop. When I get new shit, I drag and drop the music into the respective playlist. So I could either shuffle everything or I could play an individual playlist if I wanted a certain genre of music. But now, they don't call it iTunes anymore. It's just called music. They want all of your fucking music in the fucking cloud. They want all your iTunes library to be in the fucking cloud. So, I wasn't able to do what I normally do with my phone after I updated. So what I had to do was to use this other fucking app called Retroactive so that way I could use the old version of iTunes. So now I have, like, if you know, if you know you're on an iPhone, you have music on your phone. It has that little cloud symbol with the arrow on it so that letting you know what's in the cloud and you download it on your phone. So since... I, since Apple wants all my fucking music, all of my music that I put in my library, it's not downloaded from the Apple store. It's my music that I actually put on a hard drive and put into the library myself. They want all that in the cloud. So now on my phone, instead of having the music that I personally put in there, the music that I personally separated into playlists, now on my phone I have all of my fucking music on my fucking phone. All 17,000 fucking songs in my iTunes library are now on my fucking phone. I don't want that. Cuz not every single one of those <laughs> every single one of those music files is a song. I don't want to listen to all 17,000 pieces of audio that I have of different things like a lot of it is fucking audio recordings or you know audio memos from 2009 or music that I don't want to listen to or out songs from albums that I don't want to listen to I had it set up to where the songs that I want to listen to are in there and I will update as it goes along but now I have 17,000 songs that have yet that are just sitting in the cloud so that's how it connects to my fucking phone and you really can't do anything about it. It's fucking insane. So like now I got to fucking I can't make a pl- I can't make playlists on iTunes. It's fucking it's ins- it's it's a clusterfuck, man. It's really fucking pissing me off. Really fucking pissing me off that shit like that got all screwed up cuz that shit was fucking that's one thing I keep fucking like a lot of tabs on is my music fucking um
my music library, keeping that shit tight and organized and the way I want it. And I had it even tighter and more meticulously figured out on my fucking phone. Because that's how I play all my music. I don't stream anything. All of my music on my phone is on the fucking phone. It's not coming in over the air. So I gotta. I still haven't yet to fix it. Because now when I play my music in my car through my phone, I'm skipping, instead of skipping through, you know, the 5,000 songs that I know that I wanted on my phone, I'm skipping through 17,000 audio files that I have in my iTunes library now. So it's a fucking pain in the ass. But, yeah, anyway, I guess I'm done. I watched fucking Schindler's List just before I came on here. For the first time in full, I watched Schindler's List, and holy fucking shit, I deprived myself for many, many, many years of watching that whole movie. Because, I mean, I know it, I get it, I knew the movie, I knew what the premise of it was, I just never saw it all the way through. And, fuck, holy shit. I mean, I don't need to fucking say, it's Schindler's fucking list, everyone fucking knows. I knew enough about Schindler's List why I didn't need to watch the whole fucking thing. But I'm glad I fucking did. And, yeah, what, I mean, what the fuck am I going to say about Schindler's List? No shit, it's a fucking good fucking movie. No no shit, it's a fucking powerful movie. But, wow. Shit, I wish I would have watched it sooner. But, yeah, Schindler's List, I watched it for the first time, you know, like an hour ago. Um, and right now I'm watching the long... Long Dumb Road, I think it's called, with uh, Rafi from The League in it. Um, just started it, but uh, I'm about to finish that. I think it's called The Long Dumb Road, isn't that what it's called? Long Dumb Road. Yeah, The Long Dumb Road, 2018. I'm watching it on Netflix right now. So, I mean, it looks like it's a cool, mellow, uh, drama-ish movie. I guess, comedy, dark comedy maybe, from what I could tell so far. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking done. My throat is getting a little bit dry, and I've told you guys enough. So I guess I'll try to update you guys a little bit sooner. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. Um, now let's pick some music here. I guess I could do uh, some new shit that I was going on here. Okay, um, I got a new Enterprise Earth fucking uh, EP, I guess you could say it's an EP. I don't think it's their new album. Um, um, it's only five songs. I don't know if it's a, their full thing. I think it's just a bunch of covers. This one, let me see here. Uh, Enterprise Earth, Foundation of Bones, 2020. Um, I haven't listened to any of it yet. But it looks like they have one original song and looks like the rest of them... Yeah, I think it's an EP. We got one cover on here from Lamb of God. We got one cover on here from Necrophagist. And we have an acoustic song and we have an instrumental. Um, and then I got some new Protest the Hero as well. I haven't heard them in a long time, but they are good. They are fucking good. Um... Let's see here. I'll ask Siri to flip a coin to see which one I'm going to play from next. Hey, Siri. Oh, hold on. Uh, heads, 
heads, I will do protest the hero. All right. Hey, Siri. Flip a coin. It's tails this time. All right. So we're doing Enterprise Earth. So what I'll do is, I guess, a song from them. Foundation of Bones, title track, song, same name as the album name or EP name. So that's what we're going to do. All right. I'm fucking done. Hour and, you know, it'll be an hour and 16 minutes, pretty much 17. All right. Here we go. Enterprise Earth, Foundation of Bones, 2020, some new shit. All right. See you motherfuckers later.